Day and welcome to the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for people living in the Pandemic. No one is alone on the Pandemic Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemic Show on social media. Today, we're transcending time and space to Oshawa, Ontario, Canada, to talk Pandemic and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who are you? <laughs> How's it going? I'm the Canada Lorian, also known as Cando, if it makes it easier. Super hockey fan, and I'm happy to be here. Candelorian, it is a real pleasure to have you here talking sports, NHL hockey, specifically the Toronto Maple Leafs. To have a super fan like you here to dissect the pandemic and the NHL, it's going to be an important conversation. And I just want to let the people of the pandemic know that I came across the Candelorian on Twitch one evening in the middle of winter. Nardwar bombed your Twitch when his ended, and we all went to your Twitch and we were watching the hockey game nardwar's birthday yeah it was nardwar's birthday party yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was awesome yeah i was just streaming some hockey the cbc hockey night in canada having some fun watching some playoffs with some good people and nardwar came in with his crew and raided the stream and yeah that was a blast that will always be a memory of mine of the pandemic connecting virtually together apart to cheer on the toronto maple leafs now can you just tell us what was your life like pre pandemic pretty much pretty much the same as it is now to be honest i i'm pretty lucky to be i've always been working from home doing stuff like that so nothing nothing there was too too different um i was just uh doing my broadcasting things like that i'm a video game tester for ubisoft montreal and i work remotely from home obviously yeah that was basically it thank you that's pretty exciting working in the video game industry and hopefully you get to go to montreal a lot I, I haven't. I haven't. But uh, yeah, hopefully one day I will. <laughs> yeah. Let me know if you need a wingman. Yeah, for sure. Your life didn't really change much from the pandemic. You were a work at home type before. Obviously, the pandemic, though, has changed so many people's lives. We're very fortunate and privileged to be doing this recording from Ontario, Canada. Pretty wonderful place to live. And I just like to say I am recording this interview on the traditional territory of the Upper Canada Treaty, the home of the neutral Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe people. And I'm excited to hear what you think of how the pandemic affected the NHL. I think they were really successful. They didn't have as much controversy as basketball around their approach to testing and the bubble system went well. They were the first major sporting championship declared in the pandemic with the Stanley Cup going out, not to the Leafs, unfortunately. How do you think the pandemic changed the NHL? Yeah, like you say, the bubble system, I think, was uh, was a lifesaver. It's they definitely I think they've handled it well in regards to like player safety with the amount of, of testing and things that they have to do. It's unfortunate that players have to miss games and things like that to positives and negatives and false positives and whatever else. But yeah, I think player safety has been handled really well. And I think they kind of paved the way for other sports organization, like you mentioned, the NBA and other leagues that in, in the sense that they can still continue uh, to have these events during the pandemic so that people like us can have something to watch and look forward to and just not be at home, stuck at home, going crazy, right? 
Sports yeah, are so I, huge. Sports yeah, are yeah, so huge. Sure. Once sports came back, the pandemic kind of normalized or kind of balanced it itself out a bit. I think we're at the point now where because of sports, especially at least in like the, the group of people that I speak with and everything that are all hockey nuts and all that, it kind of took us away from, I guess, being paranoid and and worried so much like at being at home and having nothing to do and, and worrying about the next step we can just kind of wait for wait for the next step now and have something to keep us busy in the meantime but yeah the, the bubble system especially was handled really well and if they have to do it again this year i'm sure it'll work just as just as it has the last couple of years sports it's like the coliseum the the spectacle that can distract us from yeah. the fears and worries of everyday life. And with the <laughs> pandemic, it seems that some people's fears and anxieties have gotten out of control. Oh, and yeah. sports, I think, has helped so many people. You even hear about some people that the only reason they got vaccinated is so they could go watch a game. But it's such a powerful tool. And the Leafs, I just want to say, I said it last year. I said it the year before. I've said it for 10 or 12 years now. This year, when the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, I'm going to jump into the Nith River to celebrate, and then I'm going to have a barbecue. We're going to barbecue a buttercup, the cow, and you and everybody else is invited. It's going to be fantastic. What are your predictions for the Leafs the rest of the season in this tumultuous time of the pandemic, especially with the Omicron pretty much locking like the fourth wave, the worst wave? Everybody yeah. knows somebody now who's got COVID and survived COVID. What do you see for our wonderful Toronto Maple Leafs the rest of the season? Well, I'd like to be optimistic with with the Leafs. I love the Leafs. I'm I'm I pride myself on being a hockey fan, I guess, before a team fan, though. So I don't really try to uh, fall into the belief system like I, I know a, lo a lot of fans do. I'm not saying that I don't think they'll win the Stanley Cup or anything. I'm under the the impression of of you know as long as you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. I mean, look at the Canadians last year. I don't think anyone thought they could make the playoffs, let alone make it to the finals. You know, all the negativity surrounding the Leafs that they lose in the first round all the time. I think that will definitely get washed away this year. I think they're going to get out of the first round. And then I'm just kind of, I have that attitude of, and then anything can happen. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they'll make it to the finals. Obviously I hope they do, but yeah, I, I do think they'll get out of the first round definitely. And then anything can happen. There's a lot of time between now and June. Currently we're third in the Atlantic division behind the lightning and the Panthers, but I take great joy knowing that we're ahead of the Bruins and the Red Wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of teams in the NHL I dislike, but the Bruins are definitely number one on that list for me. You mentioned the Habs inspirational run at the cup last year, season two of the pandemic. And yeah, it was such a powerful unifier in Canada for hockey Canada and people like you say, who just like good hockey, such great role modeling in the players this year. It would be great to have Canadian team run deep in and win the cup. It makes me think though, with this pandemic, how wild like, who knows what's going to happen between now and June? I got a call from Angus, who helps out with the pandemic show, from the United States at the end of November. He said, hey, coming up to Montreal to watch the Bruins-Habs game December 18th. We got an Airbnb in Montreal. You coming down? Well, I was double vaxxed. Things were seeming like things were open for business. Schools were still open. And then less than a month later, December 18th, that's right when Southern Ontario went back into lockdown, not lockdown. As yeah. schools were closed after Christmas, they're opened up again now, but the hospitals are overwhelmed. It's wild. Do you think, like you said earlier, if the virus pops up because more of a problem, we could tighten up the NHL bubble system, 
that's showing to work. Yeah, I think so. I I just really hope I really hope it, does, it doesn't get to the point where they have to shut it down and cancel it. I mean, it's already affected so many teams that way. I mean, right now, I think they released a schedule today, actually, for all the games for the Leafs that were postponed. And now they've got to do like within 40 days, basically, I don't know, 40 games, basically. It's like they're they're really going to be crammed in together. Not a lot of rest in between. Which, you know, they got to get done, I, I understand, but... There's going to always be an asterisk beside the years of the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, players missing games, things like that. Um, you know, Austin Matthews, for example, I know when they had the shortened season a couple of years ago, he was on, on like, a 50-goal run. I think he got up to... 40 or 41 or something like that. But the shortened seasons, things like that, he's such a record breaker that it does affect those things. So it is a bit of a bummer. I understand it's 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 about safety and things like that, but it is a bit of a bummer to see these guys not being able to break records because of uh because of the craziness that's going on right now. But it is what it is. And shout out, Austin Matthews, we got your back. Shout out from the Candalorian and the Pandemi Show. Yeah, big time. Let's hang out, Austin Matthews. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm fired up for the season to not just for the great hockey and sportsmanship, but also for the distraction of the headline news. It's an election year as well. How are you and your bubble doing at this part of the pandemic? Do you know people now that have been affected by COVID? This is the first wave that I really know a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it's definitely growing. Like you say, the amount of people that are affected by it in one way or another. The first wave a couple of years ago, I remember there was a friend who I connect with in the States. He had an uncle who actually passed away from it. So that was a bummer to hear from a friend. But yeah, now it's like really getting out of control. And a lot a lot of it's people that are having it and they're asymptomatic or, you know, they're sick for a few days, but they pull out of it, which is great news to hear. But yeah, we are getting to that stage where it does seem like everyone's getting it now. It's like one in five or something, you know. And um, small percentages of big numbers adds yeah. up in terms of hospitalizations oh, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. The controversy around vaccinations in sports, it's interesting to watch. I'm not going to mention the athletes or, or what particular sports, maybe except tennis. Always tough to see a Grand Slam champion lose on the first two shots. <laughs> It seems that a lot of the people that were kind of saying, I'm not going to get vaccinated early on in this situation, when they saw some of these public health guidelines being brought in for public safety, seems like the ones that had lots of money were able to hold out and the ones that were earlier in their careers kind of capitulated early. Have you noticed any trends around that in sport? A little bit. I know there are, I know of one NHL player that isn't vaccinated and he plays for one of the American teams. Because of that, he can't travel to the Canadian team. So anytime there's a game against the Leafs, anytime there's a game against Edmonton, they're missing him. And he's a good player. Uh, so it's kind of unfortunate. I don't know what the reasons are, really. I don't understand anyone's reason, unless it's a serious medical uh, issue, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I find it kind of a bummer when guys like that, they're they're kind of hurting their team, I guess, by proving their own point of this battle that they have in their own minds. But I don't see it too much in the NHL. I see some of it in the NFL. A lot of that uh, going on over there. But in the NHL, I really only know the one player that's not vaccinated. Other than that, I think they're all pretty compliant. Yeah, we're fortunate as NHL fans, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially so Leafs. They're all vaccinated. They're all raring to go. I'm hoping, like you said, about how the pandemic slowed down the Leafs, Austin Matthews in particular, record streaks. What do you think in terms of hot streaks do you think we're going to see this season? 
shutouts, long periods with goals in every game. Yeah, we're uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs in particular. I mean, it's been it's been an exciting year for that. I mean, we've got Jack Campbell playing incredibly and he's breaking records. Austin Matthews seems to be breaking a record every week, whether it's for away games, goal streaks, things like that. He almost broke a record last night, but he had a goal disallowed for uh, consecutive away game goals. Uh, so that was exciting. He did tie a record. But yeah, Jack Campbell, he's in the conversation for the Vesna Trophy, things like that. It's a Deserves great it. time to be a Leafs fan. Oh yeah, it's just, it's a real wonderful time to be a Leafs fan, honestly. Shout out Jack Campbell from the Candelorian and the Pandemi Show. Thank That's you, Toronto Maple Leafs. Thank <laughs> you for giving the people of the Pandemi hope. Thank you for distracting us from some of the big issues in our society, whether it's income inequality, structural racism, environmental degradation, pro-anti-vax. Thank you for bringing people together, the power of sport. Have you been out skating? Have you been playing any, any pond hockey, outdoor rink hockey? Oh, you know what? I'm dying to hit the ponds. Funny thing is, is I've, I did go inline skating this year for the first time since 2014. I actually hurt myself pretty bad. It was a hockey injury, believe it or not. And I <clears throat> required back surgery and I wow. haven't played. Yeah, I haven't played hockey since 2014. So this year was actually the first time I got back on skates since my surgery. So wow. that was a big deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal for me. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, hockey was a big part of my life before that. So I'm I'm really, really raring to get back out on the ice if I if I can. I'm, I'm going to try and get out onto the ponds and, and see what I can do. They're definitely frozen now. So I've got my time. I've got my skates in the trunk. And like you said, the ponds are frozen now and people yeah. have been out shoveling. So it's time to it's, it's time to get out there. And congratulations. That's a biggie. Having yeah, an thanks. operation in 2014. And now, just now, in the season three of the pandemic, getting back up on your skates. Yeah. Way to go. That's inspiring that you're back up on your skates. And and now you can be, you're, you're still actively involved with hockey on your Twitch and social media, helping other Leafs fans like me stay in the know and stay connected together apart. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Have you had, had any follow-up stuff with your back surgery or have you had to use the healthcare system? During the pandemic, oh, yeah. oh well, not through not through the pandemic. I've been I've been lucky. Uh, I've, I've been these are the years that the last few years I've actually been feeling probably the best I have in in many years. But yeah, I was lucky in the beginning. I had to do a lot of physiotherapy. I went through three different physiotherapists, and I finally found one that was sports uh, oriented, and they really got me going. And I remember she actually told me she said, "My goal is to get you back on skates." And uh, here we are. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I had to take a family member into the hospital at various times over the pandemic. And being in there, it just gives me so much gratitude to the paramedics, the nurses, the custodians, the doctors, everybody that's in there under the uh, duress that this pandemic has created. And I just am so thankful that most people are being civil and are supportive of them. And I just hope the government will treat treat those people right. And maybe we can beef up and and re redevelop our healthcare system. Because it does, I do see on my social media, a lot of people are bypassing the public system because it takes so long and going to private clinics to get care. And I think that is going to be a big problem because we don't want to have a, a two-tier Canada. Like our country is based on equality. Yeah, for sure. I think the pandemic's really showing us uh, things like that. And I it's kind of showing us that things are possible to do, you know, differently as well, like working from home, things like that. And definitely, I hope it's given people a, a more of an appreciation for healthcare workers and frontline workers and things like that. And 
hopefully the government takes care of those people uh, the way they should be moving forward. Yeah, come together, all together, even apart, we're in this together. Now, Candelorian, we're we're looking forward positively to June. I'm going to get even more on the bandwagon the closer we get and the deeper we get into playoffs. If we talk in the spring, my face will be painted. And uh, maybe I'll even look like dark guy, but I don't smoke. No darts for this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. What do you hope the world looks like after the pandemic? After, uh, wow. I don't know. I I mean, I I think it's, unfortunately, it's shown a lot of the ugly side of of the world, I think. Or maybe that's just what I'm noticing. I don't know. But I I hope it kind of uh, makes people realize that, like you say, we're all in this together and, and that this can happen Again, it can happen anytime. It could could be something else entirely different that can happen that can, you know, wreck a system, wreck a government system. And I I, I hope it brings people together. I mean, in the beginning, when I was seeing videos of like these, these mothers going to the grocery stores and, you know, diapers were sold out because everyone was buying things and then reselling them online, that kind of banded people together to help others as well. So I kind of hope that we keep moving in that trend. And also, like I say, the working from home, things like that for families that have to look after their kids, maybe can't afford daycare, they can just work from home because we know we can do it now. So hopefully things like that stick around after the pandemic. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, good point. I think you're right. And I think so many community building good things have happened where people have come together, even if maybe they have different opinions. And I think that is so positive, but it's not the story that gets told as much because it's the commercial media, it's profit driven. So if it bleeds, it leads, but it's great to talk to people and know that that's kind of what's in the heart of hearts of people around the world as we go through this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Candelorian. And we would love to connect with you later on as the hockey season moves on to celebrate the, the wins of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And another shout out, Jack Campbell, Austin Matthews, and all the boys in blue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. This was a blast. Thanks for listening to the Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Do you have an interesting Pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.